This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Or, or should I just say afternoon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad afternoon. Bad afternoon. Very bad, bad afternoon. afternoon. You, you, yeah. you go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back again. Go to ever. your room. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, we, we, this is, we find ourselves in a, um, just an eventful week, a, a crazy season. Um, man, it, it's, uh, it's the ice storm in the South. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, the, hello from the frozen tundra of Mississippi and Texas. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. The the you know place you would obviously uh, you know think to find the ab- ab- abdominal snowman. <laughs> right, right. Yes, abdominal yes. snowman and the uh, you know the yeti and uh, polar bears and all that kind of stuff. You know the, the obviously people pick on us all the time because we're you know we freak out every time it rains or you know snows or yeah. or sleeps or anything. But the, the, or, this or is rains, why for that this is why we do that. <laughs> or, or rains for that matter, but you know the, yeah. the problem with this is something like this comes up, right? right. That that right. is just it, it's in a different category. We you know we find ourselves we're recording as of uh, today's February sixteenth, uh, twenty twenty one in the year of our Lord, and we are in the middle of a um, of a bona fide ice storm, and it's one of those things where you know the what what came from the heavens was not at least in in my state in my area was not snow it was it was freezing rain it was sleep. judgment it was and, and it, ice it's, cold it's judgment right judgment let me tell you something man this is this <laughs> like, like, like this is i have been saying this and i don't want to preach here but i've been saying this for some time what we have been experiencing over the last past year has been of biblical proportions i i mean that with no joking whatsoever it has been insane between the pandemic and everything else and if you think about last year what what happened this time last year john david we were flooding. It was it was flooding. Well, that's Jackson. true too. That it is was true. Flooding. But... There were a freaking fires in Arizona. The right, uh, right. You know, no, we no, no. That, to... that was spread out. That was spread out all over. The... I'm talking about literally this day last year. What was it? it I'm sure it was something to do with the pandemic. It was Mardi Gras, man. It was Mardi Gras. <laughs> and what happened? And look, I love Mardi Gras. Don't get me wrong. I love Mardi Gras. This is known. I have ridden an Endymion. I am a Mardi Gras veteran. But let me tell you something. When everybody in the world, when people in Italy were trying to hang out in their houses and tell the rest of the world not to go anywhere because of this virus, what did everybody do? They went down to New Orleans, they celebrated Mardi Gras, and two weeks later, Open we, start the, yeah, box. We, yeah. we start the apocalypse in America. So, so what did God do, man? What did God do? <laughs> he sat us back at home and he punished us. We are he's, being rained down judgment, icy cold sent, judgment. He sent, the, uh, he sent the plague, he sent... Uh, the the uh, murder hornets. He he sent uh, <laughs> man the gambit. Uh, sent the Run ice, the gambit. Absolutely. The ice and uh, you know the next is maybe the frogs. I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. T- it is funny today as we're recording. It's uh, it is Fat Tuesday and um you know and and I'm thinking actually the the. Uh, Ash Wednesday uh, service at our church got canceled tomorrow, mm, and so yeah. you know I'm thinking uh, you know pre Lent may just continue for a while. Yes, gonna keep on going. As some people have pointed out, we've been in, we've been celebrating Lent all year, so you know. Uh, that's true. That's true. It just uh, it it keeps going. So it, yeah, it's so funny. We we talk about all this insanity, and Bo, you you know, we were laughing kind of before the show. We were thinking. Man, I, I can't get I can't wait to get back to the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like ice sucks, man. So <laughs> just the reality in our uh in in Jackson where we're recording today is that it I actually wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it to my my store. Right. Um you know, we no one around here is prepared for for this kind of thing. And so um luckily I you know if you ever met me and see you know where I you know work and live and who I hang out with and all that stuff, I kind of I've heard this before from multiple people. Um, you know, I kind of defy categories sometimes. So right, I'm like yeah. a, you know, I'm I'm like a I'm like a redneck talking, skinny jeans wearing, you know, hipster neighborhood living. But then I you know I carry a pistol and drive a a big pickup truck and i you know i just kind of i don't know L- luckily the big pickup truck with the redneck tires and the four-wheel drive it, it bailed me out you know it's the only reason <laughs> right, i was able to get right. to to the shop because yeah. you know there's some big hills in between and um, yeah 
you know, they're just sedans scattered all over in these ditches everywhere, you know, folks trying to get towed out and, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and you know, we just can't you – know, most people can't drive in this kind of environment. So it took me uh, a little while to get up here to the shop, which is literally only two miles from my home. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, made it. And, uh, man, we were actually uh, recording, which we're very thankful for. And, um, and it, matter of fact, I've got power here. But, Bo, there's a, there's a chance that we might even be interrupted from the power on your end. Is that right? <sighs> Yeah, so that's the thing. Right now, uh, for you know, in, in Houston, the infrastructure is like totally shot. Uh, they it, it, it makes sense as best as best as I've been able to keep up because you, know, you know, I quit social media, and then it's like, man, I I kind of do wish I knew what was going on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, so they they were they were rotating out you know blackouts to try to like you know because everybody and their grandmother has you know the power on the heat on up to a million. And, uh, and, and so they were kind of rotating out as I understand it for like 15, 45 minutes tops at a time, but then the generators blew. And so they turned off people's power and they couldn't get them back on. And it is like spread out throughout the entire city. They've been working to try to get people back on. Some people have, but they've gone ahead and informed us that other, you know, others of us, uh, can look forward to the power going out. And so, and you know, and look, we, we here have been incredibly, incredibly blessed. Like we've had, you know, our, our heat has been going, we've got, we've had our power, we've had our internet. We are, we are still solid in, in our particular home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- again, no guarantee that that'll continue even five minutes from now. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like, you know, we're trying to do our part, right? Like I've, I got like basically the bare minimum on is on like I, the entire house, <laughs> the heat is on and everything else is off except for this microphone, this computer right now so <laughs> that I can record. And then this is going off. So we're doing everything we can to try to conserve power, but it is, it is rough right it's now. Brutal. Man. It's yeah. brutal. And man. I mean, there, yeah. there have, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's so right now, well, you know, my wife works, works in healthcare and she actually yeah. just informed me that their sister hospital, uh, their pipes blew and now they're evacuating that hospital to go to her. Yeah. She's going to be there all night tonight. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a rough time, man. It is a really, really rough time. Um, but you know what, <laughs> because it's Mardi Gras, uh, I had everything all set up uh, to make a, uh, a a turkey sausage crawfish uh, shrimp yeah. gumbo. Gumbo, yeah, yeah. And you know, I was sitting here earlier. I got I got all my work done and got every, you know all the client work sent out and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, was was prepped for this show and and was getting and you know uh, kind of got to to working on the roux. And I was just sitting here and I'm you know trying to coordinate with the church because we since we are one of the few people with power, we're trying to get some people to still you know stay here so they can you know live. Yeah, sure. And so we're trying to coordinate all that. And it's just, and you know, everything's going on with my wife at the hospital. I'm like, man, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm just making this roux and I've never felt more connected to my grandmother in my entire life. Cause I know mm. like when, when every, like she would always say this, like when everything, when everything goes bad, when it all goes to hell, you just start making a roux. Somebody's <laughs> going to need because somebody's going to need some gumbo. And oh, I mean, like, that's man, great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, when, when everything goes to hell, we can always fall back on talking pipes and pipe tobacco. Yes, sir. So, yes, so maybe sir. there is a place for Country Squire Radio after all. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, just ridiculous. But um, but here we are. It is funny. I have gotten all these crazy emails from, I mean, I, obviously folks, you know, they need their tobacconist and everything, but it's like, man, are y'all closed? What's going on? And, and we are closed. We've been closed for uh, for two days now, and, and there's a good chance we'll be closed tomorrow as well because it's literally unsafe to to get uh, here unless you had like chains on your tires or a four wheel drive or something like that. It's just, you know, if you're, if you're driving a, a Camry <laughs> or a Honda Accord, please don't try to come to the country squire today. But, yeah. um, the, but it's anyway. insane that you did like that. You're a trooper, man. You, you, you risking life. Wait, and limb the for show's show got to right go now. on, man. We've done this goofy show for like seven, eight years now and not missed a week. If, as far as the episode goes, yeah, like man, no. we get the- we've been on death's door before. This is true. This is true. We, we've made it happen through, uh, through, through t- some tough times. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like pregnancies and you know sickness, plague, yeah. and uh, all kinds of stuff. We've uh, we've made it work, and so um, man, I'm not gonna let an ice storm get me. Come on, we we gotta yeah. we gotta keep the street going. So there you go, there you go. <laughs> well, hey man, you know we've got a very special episode coming up uh, with the International Pipe Smoking Day right around the corner, and yeah. man. I, I have not seen this kind of enthusiasm for IPSD from the Country Squire radio community in uh, in the entire history of the show. People are excited. And I got to tell you, man, I think the public service that we are providing by helping people get their letters to Pipe Smoking Steve, the, of course, Pipe Smoking Raptor of International yeah. Pipe Smoking Day, uh, the monocle wearing... Riding around in his country squire, ready to hand out church wardens or unfortunate, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, hamster can tobacco in, in the socks on the porches of, of good and bad pipes, 
smokers out there. So oh uh, folks have been sending in their letters to Steve. So if you've got a letter that you want to send in to Steve, uh, we will make sure it gets to him. You can send that in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. We are going to have a very special uh, International Pipe Smoking Day episode. Uh, and Steve the Raptor, man, pipe smoking Steve. Uh, is, is, uh, yeah, is, you know, he's, he's the guy. And, and again, I'm not saying we know him, but we know how to get in touch with him. So, yeah. uh, so no, that's, that's, right. that's, that's what we want to say about that. So yeah, get those <laughs> letters in, get them in quick, uh, before next week. So again, show at countrysquireradio.com and be sure to put pipe smoking Steve or dear Steve in the, uh, in the, in the title. So we can, uh, we can pull them all out. We've got, we've got some great ones already. Also want to remind you that we are doing a giveaway, uh, for those of you who are a little bit more artistically inclined, send us in your drawings of pipe smoking, Steve, the, uh, international pipe smoking day, monocle wearing Raptor who rides around in a flying country squire, passing out hamster cage tobacco or, uh, church wardens <laughs> and frog borden. It's all <laughs> of the pipe smokers out there who leave their socks oh, on their porches. My goodness. So this is that's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast, man. You got you look, look, I, this is why, this is why we need this stuff. This is why it's gotta be fun. No, it, like, it, it, it's gotta be fun because you know, the, the, the world is hard. The we, world we is hard world. awful. Yes. We live in a hard world. It's a broken world. It's marred by the fall. And, yes. um, uh, man, we, we need, uh, we need, we need some laughter and, uh, and, and, and some Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is absolutely true. <laughs> so we're here to at least, uh, provide a, maybe a little bit of laughter, whether it's corny or, uh, the fact that you just get to laugh at us for being, uh, being ridiculous and, uh, and ignorant. Um, and, uh, and occasionally pepper in some uh, some fun uh, content on pipes and tobacco. So. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be a fun one for sure. Next week we'll have a we'll have a blast, and uh, hope hope y'all uh, join us for that. Also, want to give a major shout out to, of course, those that are making the show happen. I'm talking about uh, the Country Squire Radio uh, Pilgrims and Club members. Uh, shout out, by the way, Dr. Allen, Dr. Allen, aka Dave Allen. Uh, for yeah, renewing his support. Um, I know that he had, uh, uh, had, had to kind of step out from supporting the show for a, a little bit and came back in strong. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, as I call him uh, Dr. Allen, but uh, Dave Allen, technically not a doctor, but I've always called him Dr. Allen. Is and then do- also... Doctor give- in our eyes. Yes, right. We've also got a brand new Squire member joining at the Squire level, uh, Timothy Mooney Jr. Yeah, Timothy Mooney Jr. Man, that's great, Tim. Thanks so much uh, for, for hopping in and... Uh, and joining us, you know, it, it's terrible when people just assume like it, they can call you Tim and that's not really your name. Like you, you go by Timothy, I'm sure. So um, anyway, thanks for Timothy for hopping in and joining us. And uh, man, if you feel led to to do the same, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash country squire radio and hop in at either the squire or pilgrim level. And uh, and, you know, if you don't have. Uh, you know, three bucks to give uh, an episode. We've got another uh, just a patron level to the work, which we're very thankful for. So check it out. I'm sure there are some that call him Tim, but that's neither here nor there. Because today, <laughs> we're, we're 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 talking about some pipes, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now, you know they say you're never fully dressed without a smile. I say you're never fully vest without a pipe. Because this week we're talking about the vest pipe. Now it's I so got a- stupid. <laughs> I got that song stuck in my head. I don't know why I made that connection, but ever since then, I've had little orphan Annie singing that song in my head like like all day. It's <laughs> but it's just one of those days. Look, we talk about all kinds of various blends and uh, tobacco cuts and and um, various products uh, from across the spectrum of the pipe world. And one of the great things, I, I one, probably one of my favorite type of episodes, and I think this is true for a lot of listeners, is when we kind of take a look at various pipe shapes. Now. You know, unless we're talking about very specifically unique artisan uh, uh, pipes, there's only in the history of pipe making a set amount of pipe shapes. So you might be thinking, really, this many years in, you still have some pipe shapes you haven't covered yet? And yeah, yeah, (laughs) there's... the the fact is yeah and and what's silly about this to me is it it's it, well two things it, it's probably it's probably my least favorite of all of our <laughs> this series is true. right that's, that's the, historically been the case it, it is it is. I, I despise every time Bo is like let's talk about a pipe shape this week I'm like Ugh, because it's hard to describe I mean how do you you know how do you go into uh you know t- giving content for um you know describing an an apple or a Dublin or a Zulu or whatever it is you know it can be kind of difficult but what what's so odd about this is that some of our most downloaded episodes are the pipe shape episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess it's uh, it's kind of fun for folks to uh, get that primer, particularly uh, you know newer pipe smokers that might not be uh, familiar with it. And we always get critiques on how we describe 
describe this kind of stuff or explain things uh, by more seasoned pipe smokers, more uh, you know veteran smokers. And so I'm, I'm sure uh, this episode will be uh, no different <laughs> in that in that regard. Right. But um, yeah, man, what, what we're talking about vest pipes today, uh, vest pocket pipes. Imagine a pipe that you could shove in your pocket and forget that it's there. It's it's small. It's perhaps <laughs> round. Uh, you know, uh, lightweight, easy to be taken apart. Hopefully, as a bonus, it's a good smoker, you know. And so you've got uh, these options. You, you know, you want something that's a, a low profile. It's going to fit in your uh, vest or suit pocket uh, and not leave a uh, impression. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, having a, a low impression wallet or something like that where folks uh, don't necessarily know you've got it. But when you pull it out as as a surprise, it, you know, people are immediately impressed. And so uh, the vest pocket pipe was born. Uh, and, and we're talking about that today. So, Bo, um, are you familiar with uh, kind of what this is? Have you, uh, you've at least, you have an image of the vest pocket pipe in your mind, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, there's a reason this one in particular, I think, was was one that's that's kind of high up on that list of, of worth discussing because, you know, we've, we've you go back to the early yeah. years, we talk about all the, you know, the staples, right? Like all of the the pipes that you, you kind of see in your head or that the, yeah. like the average Joe on the street, if you ask them to think of a pipe, the kind of pipes that they would think of, right? Church warden, uh, maybe a straight billiard, something of that nature, uh, calabash. And so like, like you know, these kind of more iconic shapes. The vest pipe, what I love about it is it's such a unique shape that the, you, 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 I would argue if you put it in front of the average Joe, like the average Joe no, no pipe smoker, probably wouldn't even know it's a pipe. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I think that is fair. Yeah. Someone, you know, they would be like, is it a paperweight? Right. <laughs> you know, is it a pocket protector? Uh, you know, is it something you, uh, I, I don't know, like a um, some kind of totem like, or something? Like a really, I, who, really who worked yo-yo or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the vest pocket pipe, this, this was born, uh, the earliest appearance was in the 1920s. You know, in the early days of mass market, uh, premium pipe making. You know, we've talked about all these crazy uh, shapes and pipe features and, you know, pipe widgets that have kind of come out over the years um, in order to make pipe smoking either uh, more appealing or, you know, the make the smoke cooler or make it more convenient. There's been all these little uh, kind of tricks of the uh, industry that have come out to, to try to, you know, just let's throw something at the wall and see what it sticks and, and see what sticks, you know, what's going to be the thing that makes pipe smokers enjoy it more, uh, take to the pipe more, uh, you know, have a better smoking experience and all that kind of stuff. And and really, you know, from the 1890s through the 1930s, this is when we see this crazy experimentation with all these different uh, things. Of course, we, we've talked before about the windshield pipe that was made famous by uh, Alfred Dunhill, has that big, you know, kind of uh, fin on the front of it to protect it from, uh, you know, the, the breeze. You know, we think about Peterson's P-lip development, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trying to come up with some way to save your tongue from uh, tongue burn, the uh, vest pocket pipe, which we'll talk about today, table pipes, you know, the pipe right. that sits on your table yeah, yeah. as a hookah kind of device that we've discussed before, the uh, the Zeppelin or uh, cigar-shaped pipes that, uh, you know, are kind of a uh, oval, uh, almost a, you know, a rounded, uh, you know, cigar-shaped uh, briar that, you know, holds tobacco in a in a different way like that and um, and of course metal pipes too uh, you know things like the Falcon and the Kirsten that uh, were developed in the 1930s and um, you know just to you know what's going to be the way to cool the smoke down and make pipe smoking more uh, accessible and more you know pipes more durable and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff and so this comes from this era you know where people were just uh, you know it, it's the kind of it's the it's the era where someone was like oh we're going to build a skyscraper and we're going to figure out how to park a blimp at the pinnacle of the skyscraper. It's that, it's that kind of stuff, you know? And a lot of these things didn't last, but boy, they tried. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, again, you just kind of throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and, and see what sticks. And so, um, it's hard to know the first brand that really pioneered the uh, the vest pocket pipe. We have early examples from Dunhill and Savinelli and, and many others, particularly the Italian pipe makers. Um, but what what came, what evolved eventually, was a puck shaped 
pipe. Uh, it's got a you know a kind of a, a half moon shape briar uh, with an oval bowl. An interesting feature here that keeps it uh, that you know instead of a round shaped uh, tobacco chamber, it's got an oval shaped chamber mm. in order to fit in this kind of puck shape uh, that that's very slim line. Something that is uh, slim that won't uh, won't put a dimple in your uh, in your suit. Um, it, it has kind of a umpal shaped stem that angles at a severe angle down and uh, has this feature where you can rotate it 180 degrees. And so uh, when you when you rotate it that 180 degrees where the stem is over the bowl of the pipe, then that's when it kind of becomes this rounded puck shape that you can uh, you know tuck away in your in your jacket pocket. So um, you know it, it developed it, frankly as one of the most unique shapes in the pipe world. Uh, you know completely functional. The entire image and uh, you know uh, aesthetic of the pipe is is uh, well, the aesthetic was thrown out. It was all, you know, every every consideration in making the pipe was functional and minimal care was given to the, uh, and frankly, the beauty of the pipe, you know. And so in some ways, it's kind of the pug of the pipe world. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like, you know, it's so it's yeah. so ugly, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's such an ugly little dog. Isn't that oh, precious? Come on, yeah. <laughs> man. No, I see that. I no, see that's that. what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, pugs, are, pugs are precious. They're, you know, they just, they got those, you know, beady eyes that are, you know, far apart and you know their nose is all squished and you know they they, they got that little nub tail and it's like well yeah that's you know if i were just going to draw a dog with my left hand it might look like that you know <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. and uh you know if i'm going to draw draw a pipe with my left hand it might uh it might look like a vest pocket pipe so <laughs> anyway um so that you know that period between the 1920s and the 1940s when uh, folks were trying to make these, uh, you know, wacky uh, thing. You know, just all these things that developed. You know, pipes with little carburetors in them, and uh, of course the filters that eventually came out. We talked about pipe cleaners and things, uh, the little Dunhill inserts that went into there to try to make it easier to clean. Um, and so all these things that you know came out to try to make the pipe unique and different. And the vest pocket pipe uh, debuted around the same time. And um, y- you know, they could make a unique pipe. It was uh, portable. It was different. Uh, you know, it minimized, uh, you know, tongue bite and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's the goal of, of a lot of these things. Um, you know, and, and really the most unique feature of this is not just the look of the pipe, but it's the fact that the stem can swivel to roll over the bowl. You know, and it, it, it's it's hard to imagine if you're not in front of a, you know, a photo of a vest pocket pipe right now and you're listening to me kind of, you know, as you're driving or something. Imagine a let's just kind of, you know, try to visualize this. Imagine a um, an umpal shaped pipe, one that has a full bend, a very deep curve to it. And you just take the stem of that and you swivel it 180 degrees so that the, um, you know, the the mouthpiece, the the bit of the stem, the very, uh, even the button of the stem is actually up over the bowl of the pipe. And so you've kind of swiveled this around. So basically, if you at this point were to put the, um, you know, the stem in your mouth, the mouthpiece in your mouth, uh, you really wouldn't be able to because the pipe is would be hitting your jaw, hitting your jaw kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the that's the idea here of of what uh, you know what happened. And so um, yeah, it's just it's interesting. You know, it's something that you can uh, tuck in your pocket and is again very low profile. Uh, they are they do tend to be smaller pipes by nature, right? It's something that um, you know is going to uh, you know not take up a whole lot of room and um, you know just be uh, very petite. Uh, so that it's uh, you know low profile and compact, uh, not hold a lot of tobacco. It's more of a convenience thing. Uh, I saw someone refer to it as their conceal carry pipe. <laughs> it's like uh, that pipe that you can kind of tuck away and uh, and not you know folks folks don't know that it's there because it doesn't imprint at all. Um, and so um, yeah, this really interesting. It's really made the most famous by uh, Brebia pipes, which we we've mm. done. It's been years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. We've done an episode on Brebbia. Brebbia, Brebbia, a pipe maker in uh, Italy. It's a kind of a cousin brand to Savinelli. Achilles Savinelli uh, partnered uh, with someone else that worked at the factory, and they started the Brebbia brand, and it kind of became its own its own thing. And so uh, now Brebbias are very you know great pipes. They 
uh, tend to uh, range in price anywhere from, uh, I'd say, $100 to, you know, $300 kind of for, for their, you know, bulk core line of pipes there. But um, very a lot of care, you know, goes into their pipe making. Every one of them's hand finished and, uh, and all that. And so just a really... Uh, storied brand that uh, makes a high quality pipe, and uh, and they had a pipe that debuted around the 1950s called the Rolex pipe. And it's funny you think, oh, Rolex, Rolex made made pipes. What? Um, no, that you know, I, I can't find in any form at all any connection between the Brebbia Rolex pipe and the fine watchmaker we know today. And so, huh. I, you know, I don't yeah. know if they just, um, you know, stole the name or if copyright stuff didn't trademark stuff well, didn't apply. Is it like Ro- no clue? Is it like Rockefeller oysters? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Like Rockefeller oysters have absolutely nothing to do with the actual Rockefeller family. It's just that they wanted to be so like oh. Oh, like a sophisticated or, you know, just show yeah. that they're premium or something like that. Okay. I'm going to get judged for this because I'm blanking on the name. I think it's our, I think it's our nose. Us getting judged and, for something it, is a weekly occurrence. So go, go ahead. This is, this is accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it's our nose in New Orleans, but uh, I'm sure our New Orleans uh, listeners can, can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe that they are on record as kind of the, the birthplace of the Rockefeller okay. oyster. And even if you go and like get some Rockefellers there today, uh, they have like a card with like which number of a Rockefeller oyster serving. No this is. way. Like, that's you know, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And it's one of these things where like the, so as I understand it, the story was that the owner of the restaurant who kind of came up with this uh, oyster really wanted just the super rich kind of buttery, like, you know, experience. Yeah. And so he chose the name Rockefeller because of, you know, because the, the ritzy nature yeah. of the name. Uh, so it's not in direct association with the Rockefeller family. Yeah. So I wonder if there might be kind of a similar it's situation. It's kind of a play on that. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense. Right. You know, you've probably, you know, we've seen stuff like that before that piggybacks on other brands or, um, you know, something of that nature. And so, um, yeah, it would make a, make a lot of sense. But the Rolex pipe, you can find these occasionally on eBay or, um, you know, in, in you know, estate pipe collections or whatever. It's a, um, it's a, a you know, half moon uh, pocket, vest pocket pipe that was made by Brebbia and, um, you know, had some premium finishes and they took a little more care perhaps on the, um, you know, the look of the pipe, the, uh, you know, visual appeal of the pipe. But uh, in essence, it was just one of these uh, functional uh, vest pocket pipes that had a, a round profile to it and then that oval shaped bowl yeah just you know so really neat you know you've got a uh you've got a pipe that Mm -hmm. is uh it's light uh it's handy it fits in the pocket you know it it doesn't leave uh any kind of uh imprint on the outside of your uh you know jacket or anything and and you know both the added benefit of this really the great redeeming factor of this pipe is that it smokes like crap. <laughs> okay, so this is the big question. Okay, interesting. Right. It, it, it you know, it's so they've you got all this like, oh, what a cool feature. You know, you've got this uh this pipe, it's uh it's so handy and uh you know, petite and it, it's it's very functional and it's uh easy to tote around and uh gets lost in your pocket, you don't even know it's there. And um and and it, it they're just terrible. Wow. So is it is it the shape of the bowl that absolutely just kills the smoking experience? Well, you know, I I was going to say unlike the pug, you know, the this uh, with, the pug has many redeeming qualities, <laughs> right. but the 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 pipe the pug of the pipe world uh, doesn't have a, a whole lot of wow. redeeming quality. We talk about the um you know, the handiness of it and the ability to tuck it away and all that, but you know, frankly, it's an awkward pipe. This is something that uh in some sense it, you know, has this it has this oval bowl, this oval-shaped bowl in order to fit in this thin profile briar. And so so in order to do that, um, you know, in order to, you know, for the bolt, for the chamber to fit in this, you know, uh, low profile briar, you've got this oval shaped bowl and it's awkward to load and to tamp. You know, so think about, you know, your check tool fitting down inside of this bowl. And then even worse, think about having to ream or clean this bowl, right? Mm. It's a, you know, you just throw the whole concept of a, of a pipe chamber out the window, right. really. I mean, it, it's not, it's just something, it, it kind of blows up the whole paradigm. You know, it's, it's really interesting. So you've got this awkward to load and, and tamp and keep lit 
uh, bowl. You know, it's going to burn unevenly. And also, uh, you know, you might have trouble, um, you know, tamping the little edges of it, you know, towards the uh, top and the bottom of the oval. Uh, it's hard to clean. Again, uh, reaming it, you know, really uh, no standard reamer will fit in this. It's going to take some type of real thin pocket knife or, um, you know, a wedge of sandpaper or something of that nature. You know, there's a lot of issues with the stems on these pipes. The stems of a uh, vest pocket pipe tend to be fragile. Uh, the swivel gets loose a lot mm-hmm. because uh, just, you know, the the whole concept of, hey, when your pipe is hot, you're supposed to leave the stem uh, in it and, and not twist it and, or until it cools down. But, uh, you know, with the with the vest pocket pipe, that's the concept is you swivel it when you're done and poke it back in your pocket. And, um, you know, and so it's just kind of this wonky uh, you know, feature of this pipe. And and frankly, they don't tend to draw very well because, um, you know, because of that, it has a, it has a funny drill and, um, you know, and so it, it gurgles a lot, like a lot of, uh, deep bend pipes, but, but because the drill, particularly on this, uh, is, is difficult, you know, it tends to gurgle even more. And so, um, frankly, you know, on top of all this, since we're just, you know, uh, basically destroying the character of the vest pocket pipe, <laughs> Um, you know, it, frankly, it's just it's just downright gimmicky. Right. You know, if you kind of think about it, I, I think that's um, that that's my take on it. It's something that uh, you know is an interesting quirk of the uh, pipe uh, evolution of the development of the premium briar pipe in the 20th century. Um, it's something that you, if you have a comprehensive collection, if you're a, a pipe historian, enthusiast, and, and you uh, pride yourself on leaving no uh, stone unturned, you know, you're going to want a vest pocket pipe in your collection. But by and large, uh, you know, everyone that I've experienced or, you know, chatted with or, or referenced, uh, you know, that has own, owns one of these pipes, uh, it's one of their least smoked pipes because it's just, uh, it's just not a good smoker. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and wow. so, um, yeah, just it's kind of interesting, you know, um, it, it's something that, well, you know, in theory, it's a great idea. You know, it's something that uh, can be tucked away and is versatile, but uh, but they just don't tend to smoke very well. And That's so, crazy unfortunate um, because, it, you know, I guess we do see, like, as you mentioned before, I mean, like we see innovation succeeding in the pipe space and we've also yeah, seen it like sure. fail horribly. Uh, but this one, I do think that this one, what do you think it is? Like, is it the iconic nature of it that has given it the longevity? I think that, I think that's probably right. I, it, there's a curiosity form to it. I think that you know a lot of folks they they feel like they, they see it and they're like, man, that's really cute. I, I need to own that. Or right. oh, that's such an interesting idea. Like I I bet that's handy. You know, and then they get it and then um and then they realize you know I, I think that the gimmick of it is that you know. It's almost like it solves a problem that doesn't exist. Um, you know, in, in a sense, any small pipe can fit in your pocket. You know, a small four-inch pipe works fine, uh, you know, or, you know, somewhere between a four or a five-inch pipe, particularly a small, uh, you know, petite pipe. It's, uh, you know, these tend to fit in your pocket pretty well. Um, you know, they're going to have uh, shorter stems and um, smaller mouthpieces and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, they, they fit in your pocket just fine. They're practical. Um, they smoke better. They clean easier and all that kind of stuff. You know, I just think that's um, that that's something to keep in mind when you're, you know, if you're assessing like, oh, would this be a good investment as a pipe smoker? You know, mm. as as someone that's looking for my next pipe that wants a functional pipe that's going to smoke well, uh, and I'm looking for something to tote around easily, uh, is this the pipe for me? And and really, you know, the answer might be, well, just get you a short you know, apple shaped pipe, you know, that's got a uh, kind of clean lines and a small frame and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's interesting. The opera pipe was developed around this same time. Right. The opera pipe, uh, particularly made famous by Dunhill, um, like so many other things, uh, was developed as a kind of an alternative to this. Basically, it's an apple shaped bowl, but the bowl itself is oval. And so, yes, it still has the, uh, the you know, shortfalls of that oval shaped uh, bowl, that oval-shaped chamber, but it's just a normal-shaped pipe. So you have you do have the benefit of something that's a little easier to clean because of that. It's going to smoke better. It won't have the big gurgle problem and all that. Uh, really, the the opera pipe. The the concept was, oh, you're going, hmm. you've got your tuxedo and you're going to the opera, and you've got your, uh, you know, in one pocket you've got your opera glasses, the other pocket yeah. you've got your flask, and in your other pocket you've got your uh, opera pipe, right? And so uh, right next to the opium pipe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. 
right, you know, that your flask and that pipe is to get you through the, the ballet or whatever. But, <laughs> but the, you know, that opera pipe, it's got this real uh, kind of small frame in order to fit, uh, you know, just keep that same low profile uh, that the vest pocket pipe was kind of, um, you know, kind of trying to accomplish there. And so, yeah, I mean, there are so many other shapes that, frankly, are just small, uh, low profile, slim, uh, that, that fit in your pocket very nicely. It kind of, um, you know, like I said, it kind of, the vest pocket pipe is kind of trying to solve something that's not even really a problem to begin with. Uh, you know, certainly there are huge pipes that you're not going to put uh, in your pocket and uh, that are less practical to tote around. But yeah, the, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, I think on average, most folks are not uh, going to find this particular useful once they actually engage with the product. So, um, yep. yeah, another thing, too, a lot of pipes, you know, military mount pipes are actually meant to be taken apart while they're hot. And so, um, you know, they have that added benefit. Well, you break it down and you've got the stem and, and the mouthpiece or the stem and the and the the stumble, they're separate, and then you're able to just poke them in your pocket, and they take up less room and are a little more compact. And so, um, you know, it, it's just uh, I don't I don't know. It's one of those things where you know if you're if you're a completist and have your you know collection of pipes and uh, need to you know uh, again have all the bases covered, then then you probably need a vest pocket pipe in your collection. But if you're looking for a functional pipe that uh, is going to smoke great, yeah. Maybe maybe try something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense, man. But I will say, like, there, there is a uh, form and function, man. Those are those are the two that you always want to try to balance when it all comes down to it. And uh, you know, I do. I will say, I mean, I don't look at this and see an ugly pipe. I saw something that was very intriguing, um, but admittedly, not necessarily a ring, ringing endorsement. I I, I was kind of hoping you'd tell me like somehow this was actually a good pipe. <laughs> And that, like, it was actually enjoyable and comfortable in the hand, even though it doesn't look like it. And and then I would want one, but now I don't. There you go. <laughs> it, was, it was not the best of the best. It, I mean, it was not the best of the best. Not the best of the best. Exactly. No. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious because, I mean, like, you think about this, this particular shape. It, it has, other than, other than, like, Briar, like, I, I would imagine you could probably pull this off with Morta. I would imagine you could probably pull this off with most things, but I can't imagine you would possibly be able to do so with corn, would you? Yeah, I, I I don't think so. And I don't know if the folks at Missouri Meerschaum have actually tried it, but of course, this is the time of the show where we always like to mention our folks, our friends at Missouri Meerschaum, and, and thank right. them for sponsoring this show. Um, I did pick out today a pipe to feature that uh, would be a good alternative to the there vest pocket pipe. <laughs> you know, something mm-hmm. that is compact, has a slim uh, svelte line to it that's very, uh, you know, kind of dainty, but also very functional and practical, and has the added benefit of just looking really sharp, and that's the Eaton Corn Cob Pipe, uh, a great pocket pipe that's uh, that's handy. It's got a, a very nice uh, kind of uh, uh, oval-shaped bowl with a, a straight stem and a nice uh, tapered bit there. It has a Levat essence to it, uh, which is very attractive. So um, from Missouri Meerschaum, they said, due to its simple design and low price, the Eaton Corn Cob Pipe is uh, ideal for a quick smoke for trying new tobaccos and for party favorites. Uh, the Eaton has a smaller barrel-shaped bowl that is all natural. It has a long, slim, non-filtered stem with a short amber bit, and uh, and I, I just think it's a really handsome pipe and and one that fits in your pocket uh, quite well. So uh, you can go to corncobpipe.com and get the Eaton corncob pipe uh, from the source. They'll ship it to you directly from Washington, Missouri. Retails for only three ninety nine, and uh, we think you ought to check it out. Great pipe, and um, you're supporting great people, and we appreciate them for. Us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. Coming in from Mantis Shankman. Ooh, Shankman. it's Mantis yes. Shankman. Yeah, I know Mantis that guy. Shankman. Yeah, <laughs> like think about a mantis with like swords for hands, and he's gonna shank you. I know, man. That's it, it's intimidating. Yeah, man. Yeah. Long time listener of the show, and uh, and also customer of the Country Squire, and uh, man, we appreciate him writing in. What's he got to say? He said, "Hey, brothers, Ma- Mantis Shankman here. Hope this email finds you fat and happy. Well, no, <laughs> but we are happy. Well, to at see least we're you fat, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, there's, there's a point to that. Recently, I had the pleasure of cracking open some 2017 Stonehenge, a GLPs and GH yeah. and Co collab. Uh, when I opened this tin, I was outside and it was surprised to see that this tobacco glittered and sparkled in the mm-hmm. sunlight. It had what appeared to be white moldy spots on it, but after close inspection, I noticed the tobacco was covered in crystals. Yep. I just started aging tobaccos around 2017 and have started to open those tins and jar and enjoy them is this normal and why does this happen fyi the tobacco was amazing and it absolutely blew me away kind regards again mantis shankman yeah mantis uh great great question thanks for writing in and uh for supporting the show and in our shop but um yeah so what you're noticing here is the um some folks call it plume you know on a pipe that is kind of a, a misnomer or a you know a um, a term that's borrowed from the cigar world, and people argue about the existence of plume. Is it is it actually crystals coming from the oil of the uh, cigar, or is it just you know a fancy term for mold to make uh, cigar collectors feel better about their moldy cigar? <laughs> so um, you know it, that's a different conversation. What you're seeing here, uh, as tobacco continues to break down, the the nutrients in the tobacco to to continue to break down inside the can while you're aging it, uh, you know. If you had uh, the uh, Stonehenge tobacco, this awesome collaboration from uh, Greg Peace and, and Gaywith and Hogarth, um, excellent tobacco, full-bodied, rich, uh, very uh, it has a nice grassy flavor to it. Just a great, great tobacco. Get your hands on a tin if you haven't tried it. But um, it, it's really, really nice. But anyway, what happens as it you know. It, the uh, GLP's tins are the uh, kind of round tins that have air inside of them. It's kind of like a little, uh, you know, uh, biscuit can style tin. Uh, and so, you know, you pop it open and it's got air in there. Now, there's air can't come in and out. It's airtight, but air is in there. And so as it's aging, uh, that there's this aerobic uh, fermentation that's happening that uh, is continually breaking down the 
um, you know, the uh, the tobacco leaves. And so what happens are the oils inside those uh, leaves uh, tend to come to the top and create this uh, shimmery film uh, that uh, that covers the, the tobacco. You see this with more high sugar content tobaccos, particularly Virginia's. Um, but but you can see them in a lot of different uh, tobacco blends, and and they're really beautiful, particularly if you're looking at a flake tobacco. They're just really really handsome, and you pop it open and you see that, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> um, so so yeah, what you're seeing is very normal. It's a uh, it's the mark of something that has been well aged. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's something that you can look forward to, uh, you know, trying whenever you see it uh, in one of your, uh, one of your cellar tents. So uh, enjoy it. Well, there you yep. go. That's right, man. It's a great question. And thanks so much for sending that in. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it into the show, show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. All right, man. Quickfire questions, villain edition. I'm gonna rock through this uh, pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. Pretty quickly as we bring this home before the power all right. goes out. Uh, all right, villain edition. Megatron or Skeletor? Skeletor, because he's a skeleton. But Megatron, because he's a robot. Okay. All right. I'll take you your word for Doctor- it. Doctor. <laughs> Again, I'm not Doctor- gonna know the any of these for the most part. And <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought you'd know Skeletor and Megatron. All right, all right, fair enough. Doctor Doom or Lex Luthor? Uh, Lex Luthor. Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, great. Uh, Lex Luthor's great, but uh, Doctor Doom is he's a little bit, a little bit more evil. I think Lex <laughs> Luthor can be kind of he, he. Lex Luthor switches sides from time to time. He'll he'll mess with your head, <laughs> but uh, you know Doctor Doom, he's that classic uh, uh, villain. All right, Ursula or Maleficent? Uh, Ursula is a uh, more fun name, so I'll I'll, I'll I'll go with that. No, come on, you know these. These are Disney characters. I Ursula really have no. Was from the Little Mermaid, and Maleficent was from. Oh. Uh, yeah, she was the horn horn lady from uh, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Okay, okay, yeah, I, re- I remember Ursula then. Yeah, yeah, got to give it to Ursula. Come on, okay. poor poor All unfortunate right. soul. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then finally, although she went out, man, you want you want to go back and watch more, like <laughs> like disturbing things from Disney movies? Watch Ursula's death scene. Like that that that'll mess you up as a kid. I, I was watching that with the girls. I was like, oh man, they impale her. <laughs> that's, 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 that was rough. All right, finally, Barbosa or Davy Jones, uh, both these characters from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, D- Davy Jones. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a pipe smoker. Yep, that's you right. Give, yeah, I mean, that, he wins automatically. <laughs> that's the way it is. So there you go. I love, I love Bo. You know, even on you're, you're like, hey, this time we're actually going to fly through the quick fire questions. We're actually going to treat quick fire questions like they're a this and that, and then right. let's move on kind of right. thing, which we never do, but it gives you that impression because it's called quick fire questions. And then the one time you try to do that, You've got to continue to comment. So mild so commentary, mild no, it's, commentary. It's, it's good. I I, I think uh, true to form, and and I'm thankful for the form. That's right. It was it was quick commentary, <laughs> quick quick fire commentary, if you will. All right, there you go. Hey, if you got quick fire questions for us, send it into the show. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, this is... uh, All right, so we got a new club member we mentioned on a previous episode, Brad F. And as I mentioned... Uh, Brad F at the time was, was just Brad F. And so we thought, well, we need to, you know, F and give him a name. So we, we thought we'd give him the name, uh, the obvious name of Francis. Now it turns out that, that Brad, uh, uh, Francis is, is not actually, uh, his last name. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So he writes and says, oh man, I had hoped I changed my name in time to not show up as Brad F, but I must have been too late. So now I am forever Brad Francis. Haha. <laughs> so, so Brad, uh, Brad Francis is, has, we, I, I love it. You know, we've done this before. It is apparently within our power and authority that we didn't realize it until it was too late to rename people, uh, you know, Varge the Pipe Pirate, Bark Yeah, that's right. And uh, and now yeah and and, uh, and now Brad Francis so uh, uh, Mr. Francis to you and the Francis family uh, 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 c- congratulations it's it's a great name it's a great name <laughs> speaking of great names Mark VV also writes in what did Mark have to say 
He has to say, I haven't finished the latest episode, but in light of the 101 episode, I wanted to give my own suggestion that has given me some pipe bowl packing success. Before packing, I'll stick a pipe cleaner into the stem down the bowl uh, so you can see it protruding into the bowl from the top uh, like I'm cleaning the pipe and I'll leave it there while packing uh, and then remove when I'm done packing the pipe. This serves for two purposes for me. Uh, it makes the tiniest little airspace at the bottom of the bowl and seems to keep the draw a little looser as I tend to pack unevenly from time to time. And secondly, it tends to discourage little bits of tobacco from getting lodged in the airway and getting potentially sucked into my mouth. Your mileage may vary. Uh, John David, if this is a terrible pl- practice, please tell me and I'll stop doing it. <laughs> and that's from Mark VV. Um, Ma- Mark, I think that's great. Yeah, I, I actually, um, you know, I've been uh, doing this now for a long time. I've never heard of anyone uh, doing that for whatever reason. But um, sounds um, sounds like it's, uh, like it's a, a clever idea. And if it's working for you, keep it up. Awesome. There you go. There you go, man. Always love the one-on-one episodes, especially with more seasoned pipe smokers like uh, Mark VV when they write in and, and kind of give some additional uh, tips and tricks. And yeah, you know, we can showcase the knowledge uh, that is out there as the opposed greater to the community. Yeah. yeah, the lack of knowledge in here. So that, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. It's <laughs> always great to see. Well, man. Um, all right. Look, look, it's a little bit of a shorter episode than usual, but based on the like literal extreme circumstances, uh, hopefully y'all will grant us a little bit of grace. And you know what? It was fun. I always really enjoy learning about the pipe shapes. I know that a lot of y'all do as well. And uh, if you've got a vest pipe, by the way, let us know. And better yet, if you've got a vest pipe and John David did you dirty, if you think that that vest pipe is actually your favorite pipe, if you are a vest pipe stand, we want to hear from you. Let us know why this terrible, terrible shape is your favorite. Let us know. <laughs> we want to we wanna give appropriate focus. You're just throwing gas time. on the fire now. You're like, uh, yeah. We got to, you know, you got to throw gas on the fire because we're trying to stay warm out <laughs> here, really man. cold. I know. <laughs> but anyway, no, for real though, send those in. Also want to remind you to send in your letters to Pipe Smoking Steve uh, this year for our International Pipe Smoking Day celebration episode. It's going to be a lot of fun and also your pictures as well. If you are an amazing artist, we want to see them. If you are a terrible artist, we kind of want to almost see yours even more. So send those in uh, <laughs> and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. They'll be, they'll be kind of some sort of prize sent out to uh, whoever we choose as the winner and the winner will not be based off of talent uh necessarily necessarily but it might but it might we're gonna feel right. it out we're gonna feel we'll it see out what happens yeah That's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun uh you can also keep up with us and uh, send all that in at show at country radio.com uh you can also keep up uh, follow the show at squire radio you can follow john david at john david cole or at underscore country squire is the shop but all that information and more can be found at country squire radio.com all right, brother, you need to get home before it gets darker and colder, and I need to get yeah. this off before I lose power and yeah, we'll I, eat I, some gumbo. <laughs> I like all of that. Let's upload this Joker so people can listen to it abroad, and I'm going to go home and drink whiskey with my lovely family. That sounds good, man. <laughs> well, uh, y'all be praying for us as we will for y'all, and uh, hey, let's go have a night. See you, brother. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.